to Grateful for Love. This is Regina. We want to continue our study in the book of Romans chapter 8. And we have been talking about how our spiritual debt has been paid and how because of Christ and what he did on the cross for us and being raised from the dead, he destroyed our sinful flesh in terms of it no longer having dominion, power, or authority over us. And it's all because of what Jesus did. So we are therefore no longer bound or obligated in any way to to be beholding to, if you will, to the flesh. The flesh is no longer um, commando over us uh, or commander and chief over us. No longer. The flesh is now under our feet. The flesh is no longer telling us what to do. We tell it what to do because of the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and empowers us on the inside. The flesh no longer has a tyranny uh, and is which is never satisfied. It no longer can and is um, in position to take charge and do what it wills without us giving it authority to do so. And so we want to begin with chapter 8, beginning at verse 30. And I want to read from, let's see, the Passion Translation. And it says, Having, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. 31. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? 32. For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. 33. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in his love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. 34. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Praise God for his word. We're going to look at also now at the Amplified Translation. And it says in 30, For those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. So, do you get the feeling that everything here is God's doing? We have no 
part in terms of saying how it's going to go. He has already done this. He's called us. He's justified us. He has called us out to be acquitted, made righteous. Uh, There is no sin that he sees in us because he knew that his son took our sin from us. So there's nothing now that separates us from him um, as it once did, which was called sin. And so not only has he justified us, it says, but he also has risen us to a heavenly dignity and condition because of us. Of course, not, not because of us, but because of what Christ has done. So this is a God thing. It's not a man thing. This is a God thing. And we need to keep the focus on God. And then it says, what then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? In other words, who can stand against us and win when God is on our side? No one can. 32 says, who, he who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? In other words, if God did not hold back in giving us his best, his perfect son, his unique and righteous, sinless, spotless, altogether lovely son, If he did that, if he gave us his best in that regard, why would he not give us other things as well that would be considered to be good from him? If, in fact, and he did give us his best. Then it says in 33, who shall bring any charge against God's elect, against God's chosen, when it is God who justifies? God is the one that has justified us, not us, not our works or our lack of work, not of what we've done or what we haven't done. It is God who justifies us. He puts us, he is the one who puts us in right relationship, in right standing with himself. He's doing that. He's done that. Then it says, who shall come forward and accuse or impeach those whom God has chosen? God has chosen us. God has chosen you. God has chosen me and it has nothing to do with whether we have been good or bad. It's because of what his son did and how we received that. We said, yes, Lord, I embrace what you've done for me through your son. I know I couldn't do it on my own and I receive, I wholeheartedly accept what you did for me. And I'm so thankful. And I now am placing my life in your hands. And I I submit to you. And I want your spirit in me now to direct me, to guide me, to lead me, to give me what I need to live this life in such a way that it can and will please you. And then 34 says, who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading, 
as he intercedes for us. So God is not condemning us. Jesus is certainly not condemning us because he's the one that died for us. Why would he go and die for us and then condemn us? That's as if what he did wasn't good enough. And surely it was. So he's not doing that. So any type of condemnation is coming toward us is either the enemy or sometimes it's ourselves. Sometimes we condemn ourselves, but it is not God. And let's stop putting that on God. God is not condemning you. And he's in fact done everything to make you just, make me just, make you right, make me right before him, not condemning. So God has done this for us out of his boundless, limitless love. And that he has always wanted to have fellowship with us. That was his heart's desire from the beginning, beloved. And that's what he proved that he would do, that he ensured would happen for us by coming as a man to get the job done. So, beloved, take heart, take hold of this word and know that absolutely no one, no thing can ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God bless you.